Hey everybody and welcome along to this week's edition of the Irish Golfer Podcast brought to you in association with KPMG. Peter Finnan here, joined as always by John Craven. How are you Peter? Not too bad. We're here in the lovely K Club today so if there's a bit of background noise this week, sorry we're not in the studio. Sat down Outside broadcast. Yeah, this is great. <laughs> K Club looking lovely in fairness. Yeah, so we're here for our Irish Golfer event final but what a weekend. Why? What, some weekend of golf. I know, it was unreal. Yeah, God almighty. Not that you saw much of what McElroy was doing, but on the home front, there was lots going on. Yeah. Um, but no, it's class. So much to get through. We're going to start with the biggest new Peter O'Keefe, we have to start with Pedro. 100%. Yeah. No, nah, fully deserved. I was there Friday and Sunday, and I had a great weekend. It was class. First time being at the European Club. Unbelievable place. Um, a beast. A gentle a beast. We can't be too harsh now. We'll get abused. Can't be too harsh, no. <laughs> well, the Kerry Cup was on during the week, um, Metropolitan Golf Association against Golf Ireland, and a lot of those Kerry Cup lads were playing the European. And I met one of them who was just walking. He was like a ball spotter out there, like sucking on a cigarette, all stressed out. He's like, man, this place is demonic. I love it. <laughs> like, it demonic was a fair way to describe it. But, um, ah, it's unbelievable. Like, uh, the Friday was a benign day. And I didn't like a handful of players broke part. There was some great lads shooting seventeen over through twelve holes and quitting. Like it was mental. There's a lot of big names walked off that golf course. Yeah, no, there were. I don't know if we should name them, but no, there were. And I don't. Yeah, it it is disappointing because, like, I I've obviously never played golf at that level, but I've also like at any level, I don't think you should be walking off a golf course. Yeah, you unless never you're injured, toys obviously. Out of the yeah, but it was yeah, tro- toys out of the pram stuff was going on. Fairly regular, and like, thankfully we're sitting now with Peter O'Keefe. He said it. Uh, um, he said it since his win that just lads were beaten before they got on that golf course. The reputation preceded it, and they didn't fancy it, and and it showed. So we'll, I suppose, we caught up with Peter, uh, just uh, this morning. Yeah. So I guess, like, just to preface this, Peter O'Keefe won. <laughs> um, he's the so it was he was tied at plus four in regulation. He holds some unbelievably uh, like clutch puts. I think it was a twenty footer to last for a par. The young uh, Swiss lad Nicola Gerhardsen had I think it was about a twelve footer to win it. Left it on the edge, so went down a playoff three hole aggregate. Peter won by a shot. He's only the seventh man in history to win the Irish Close Open double, first since Padraig Harrington nineteen ninety five. So yeah, like there was it was a big significant win. And he's won, as we'll get into, like all around him this year. So, yeah, it's class. Unbelievable. So, here, we're here, we'll have a chat with we'll, we'll roll this. Yeah, talk to him. Talk to Pete. So, delighted now to be joined on the line by pretty much the champion of Ireland at this stage. He's won that much this year. It's uh, Peter O'Keefe. Peter, how are you? Hi, guys. Thanks. Um, yeah, good. Just, I suppose, um, coming down a little bit today from, from the excitement of yesterday. But delighted now, in fairness, and I'm really happy. It was an unbelievable performance, in fairness. You must be, like, I know you're coming down off it now, but, like, you must be ecstatic. When you look back now at what you've achieved and what you set out to achieve at the start of the year and what you've actually done, you must be blown away by your own achievements. Yeah, yeah, like I said it a couple of times yesterday in a few interviews, you know, it's all well and good, you know, saying something or making it public, but kind of following up is, is the, is, is, you know, makes the story so special for me anyway. Um like when I won the close in Tullamore, I, I did set my mind straight away on winning the Irish Amateur Open as well as possible. And I just kind of worked hard and got my mind around that pretty pretty soon after Tullamore. And um, look, I suppose 
the big win for any golfer is delivering under pressure, and, and I did that yesterday, which was um, which is probably the biggest win for me, you know. Pete, do those like the statistics when you're looking at them and the the history making efforts that you made, the seventh man in history to do the close open double, first since Padraig in '95. Like, did those things sink in? Is it a bit mad when you try and yeah, the, they, well, I suppose the, the you know all the, it's all the cliches like going into that tournament. You know, you're saying to yourself, Jesus, I, I can do this this week, and then you play well in round one, and then round two, and then you're rightly in there, and it's yeah, like it's. I suppose dealing with all that, um, you know, it, it, it is nice. It was lovely now in the club last night going through the two trophies with a lot of my club mates. It's just, you know, they, they were doing a history check, you know, <laughs> to make sure everything was in order. But it was nice, the fact we had the two trophies there um, to do that. I mean, that that's special. That's something that, that, you know, you don't get to do. So, you know, there are the little things I'll, I'll, I'll take with me from this, you know. You're like a silversmith at this stage. The amount of silver where you're after coming up with this year, like it's not just those yeah. trophies. You have plenty of other ones. Yeah, no, yeah, like I won the Munster Stroke Play and I and and our home scratch cup. I mean, look, I suppose if I could cast a magic wand at the start of the year and say, look, this is what I'd love to achieve. I, I've pretty much done what I've ever you know wanted to do in a, in a season. So you know, I work hard at this. I work hard, you know, on my my fitness, my physical stuff and my, my technical stuff, especially with Noel Fox, I have to give him massive credit for this. Um, you know, again, he's a guy who has helped me hugely since I came back amateur as a pro and I, I would have re- always looked back and, you know, not ever happy with my my technique as a professional and it's just got better and better, you know, working alongside Noel and, and you know, like all these performances are massively down to him as well, like, you know. And Foxy's a legend of the game. Like you know, mm. he's he's just he's so good at everything he puts his hands at. He is like, what's the genius of him that that you seen like working? Well, what does he do for you that's different? Um, where do I start? Like I could be on here for another hour talking about Noel. Like, yeah, he was the guy I always looked up to when I was a kid. He was the guy I'd, I'd see shooting scores and wind and like how, and I'd go and watch him and say, how is this guy doing this? And then. I turned pro and he was on the challenge tour at the same time and I just always liked his company and but I think you know I remember coming back as a as a pro into the amateur game and I called him out of the blue and I said look Foxy you know I want to do this and he was like right let's let's just treat this as a project and he completely stripped me apart like um and I stuck with it and and you know I was uncomfortable for a long time and you know winning in Royal County down in 2017 probably came out of the blue for a lot of people, but, you know, he just kind of, for me, I've been around a lot of teachers and a lot of golf professionals and people, you know, who associate themselves with coaching and golf. Like, just for me, in my opinion, there's there's a depth to Foxy, like, that, that I haven't ever been around before, not even close. Just just by virtue of, I suppose, his own experiences, the... The, the depth of how he tested himself with other coaches and, and the knowledge he has on the back of that. So, and he's a very un, unassuming guy. I mean, he's not an Instagram guy or yeah, yeah. he's not a Twitter guy and he doesn't want to be. That's just, that's just the nature of, of the beast. Like, but you know, he's, he helps Padraig out like, and he helps a lot of good players. And, you know, he, again, people don't know that, but you know, I, I, every time I go to him and spend time with him, I come away a better player. Um, and it was, it was, it was on Thursday we were in Leperstown and you know we, we were just 
working on stuff around ball flight and I said, Jesus Foxy, I'm going to bring this straight in for tomorrow. And he was like, yeah, he says, if you do, you, you know, you can, you can completely be in the mix around this golf course. And it was, it was true. Everything he said was, was true. And I just trusted it and it got better as the event went on. And I think, yeah, my win yesterday was, was massively down to that session. And, and I suppose the work we've been doing for a long time now, you know. Going into that final round yesterday, um, one thing that struck me from I wasn't there in person. I know John sitting beside me followed you around for the round, but like looking at the coverage and the videos John was sitting through and chatting to him, you seem to be in that zone of um, I don't know. Age seemed to and experience seemed to play a vital part going into that final round. Like you were you were well positioned. You knew things were going to open up. Uh, and how much did that count in your favour? Do you think that just staying in that one moment and being able to just keep the ball out in front of you and keep your goal one shot at a time type thing? Yeah, it's it, um, a lot. A lot is the answer. Like I mean, it's it's a golf course where if you let doubt come in or if you second guess yourself, you're probably going to pay the price. Like and I, I like I looked at scores with you in your twenties there, and and you you did have some disasters. I've on shot that golf ninety course. there. Yeah. I've, shot, I've shot ninety on that golf course. Let's let's just throw it out there. Like and uh, you know it's it's funny. <laughs> you know I I I remember playing the 18th hole in that round of ninety, and my one of my good friends was caddying for me, and I hit a way right and I hit a sleeper and just disappeared. And and so we were like my buddy Dave was nearly on the ground laughing because he knew I was actually going to shoot ninety. Um. <laughs> But it, like it was, it was a situation, and I look at I look at kids there. There's probably play, and I think of one or two straight away that might be saying, "Well, <clears throat> that course just beat the living daylights out of me." But it's it's a part of a process. Like you might know it at the time, but you know, I came back to that course in 2018 and shot 66 in qualifying in the open out or in the in the close. But the course was running a lot faster. Yeah. So yeah, you, I had it kind of worked out, but then this week, you're back to the same layout, a little bit longer, but the course running a lot, lot slower. So you have to, you just have to stand up and hit shots. And I think, you know, I was being very honest. I was always dubious about the European. Is it too severe or is it? Not? But it's not. It's an absolutely brilliant layout of a golf course. Probably the bunkering is tough. I, I had to play a bunker shot left-handed in my second round, which thankfully came off. But like, it's not a, it's not common. You have to be faced with those situations, and it does take guys out of the tournament fairly quickly. But again, I keep coming back to it. It's a course that rewards good shots, and if you hit enough of them, it'll it'll reward you at the end of the day. And, and it did for me, thankfully. Looking back at the the round and how it panned out as well, like it's nice to get a win at, at anyway when it when it comes your way, but. Um, to win with somebody else missing a putt at the end of it, you don't get that instant release. Of, but you really had your get in there moment on eighteen with that putt you hold in eighteen. It was just clutch. Yeah, it was. It, it was. It was. And and I held a few clutch putts, even like you know, four foot around twelve, up and down on fourteen or fifteen as yeah, well. Yeah, like fourteen was huge. Like yeah. uh, I hit a lovely shot straight over the flag. It was just too much club and. Got up and down out of the bunker, um, birdied fifteen. You know, you're always going to see. You're always going to have a lapse of concentration somewhere. Like I refer to them as a crisis, but thankfully I didn't have much of a crisis this round. But a mini one on sixteen, like it just a complete switch off, and I, I three-putted. No, it was in a tough position. But like, 
you, you, I keep coming back to the word acceptance. You kind of go, grand, sure, look, that, there's my crisis. I was away now and like I pumped it down 17, you know, had a lovely look at a birdie there. And then, yeah, I just got a, got a mud ball in my second shot and it just ended up in a bad spot to the right. And I just had a feeling, just keep giving myself a chance and hit a good pitch that came out a bit soft and I have about a 20 footer. And, you know, you're kind of saying, the odds are stacked massively against me here. Your man's a good player. He's likely to hold the post. And I just got over the putt and just said, give it enough pace because I didn't really care if I three putt it. I was still going to finish second. But um, yeah, I went right in the middle and he missed. And I knew I, was, I, I had a good feeling about the playoff then after that. So no, it was great. Did you feel sorry for Cedric <laughs> at all, Peter? Yeah, was there a bit of sledging going on about uh, about uh, was this on purpose now, Pedro? First, no, no. I, I, I'm <laughs> standing there. Cedric the all day. I'm, I was on the practice ground. There was a Swiss guy next to me, and Cedric was on his bag. And sure, this, this is it. Like I, I, and this is not being disrespectful, but I generally don't pay too much attention to who I'm playing with. <clears throat> and I, I was only in the presentation. I was standing next to Hugh Foley, and I was like. Jesus, his name isn't Cedric at all. I was calling him Cedric all day long. Like, so I did. I did apologise to him in the in in my speech. But um, no, look, he's he's a good player. He's a re- like I only found out after he's only nineteen. He played like a twenty nine year old with a lot of experience. Like he's a really good player. So you know, it made it made the it made the playoff and and the day an awful lot harder for me, which was which was great. I felt like you had a bit of a, a Kepka vibe going on with you this week. It was kind of like the whole, like, oh, man, like 50% of the field aren't going to do it at the start of the week. I can beat the other 25. This kind of crack. How many lads, you kind of alluded to the Hunger Games of golf kind of thing yesterday. Like, yeah. do you feel like a, lo- a lot of lads were kind of beaten by that track before they stepped foot in it? Oh, 100%. They, they probably know it deep down, like, but it's... Um you see, you're kind of you're kind of in a place where if you don't have the game, you've no chance, and if you don't have the will or the ability to concentrate or accept, you've even lesser of a chance. So, you know, you, like I just I just saw the the field kind of getting smaller and smaller. You know, I referred to it I had, a, had a kind of a tour school feel about it, where you're just trying to be in that that right spot. If you're in the wrong end of things, you're you're going to fall away with everyone else. But um, yeah, like I, I knew my game was in good nick and I knew I was playing well. So it was, um, you know, I, I was in a mindset if I play well, I'll be in the mix myself. So I didn't really worry about the field, so to speak, you know. Just in terms of like positive <coughs> visualizations and things like that, I thought it was gas on the Friday when I caught up with you. I think you were on the sixth and your man Trevor Randolph was playing a shot from the left and he was asking you, is that the out of bounds right there in the green? And you're like, yep. And he's like, but it looks like you could just roll into that. And you were like, I don't think we should be talking about this kind of thing. Yeah, like yeah. Th- I like I'm I'm facing with 190 into the wind, like, and <laughs> you know he's 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 a really good friend of mine, Trevor. Like, and he he was just he'd only walked the golf course, but like that that sixth hole is the hardest hole in the world, let alone that golf course. Like, and I'm kind of going, listen, man, this is not the right time now to be talking about this. He's putting out he, white he, stakes he, all over the place. He, like. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he kind of got it straight away and, and nearly hit it out of bounds, but. uh no, I was. Um, so this is it. Like it's, it's just, it's a golf course that you just, you never get a breather. Like you, you have to keep committing a hundred percent to every shot. Like which, which kind of suits me. Like you know, because um, I've worked an awful lot on that this year, just to really get good at committing to every shot and just dealing with the outcome after. So um, yeah, no, it was, it was all good. 
on the golf course as well, like he's kind of the godfather, one of the godfathers of Irish golf. Pat Ruddy, did you have much mixing with him down there during the week? He's a great man to pick the brains of if you'll sit there and listen to him for as long as he'll talk to you. Yeah, yeah, he's an interesting guy. I've, um, <laughs> I've met him a couple of times over the years at the European and yeah, I had a nice chat with himself and his wife there at the end. Um, like, to be fair, they've, they've, <clears throat> they've a great product there like in... You know he's 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 got a great story to tell, um, and and yeah he's well able to tell it. So yeah he's a very interesting guy, and we got a little chat there towards the end. So he's uh, he's one of a kind in fairness to him. On your Walker Cup ambitions, is that going to be the next big goal for you? Um, yeah, look, I keep saying this when when team discussions come up. Like I think, like if the Walker Cup was on next year like would I, would I be ready of course I'd be ready but you know it has to be timed as well um, I'm just gonna you know keep playing like if I'm in the conversation around the time I'd love to be playing obviously especially on a links course I think it would suit me and I might suit the team um, irrespective of age I don't think that's that has any relevance um, with this but yeah like sure it would be lovely obviously to push on to that but I, I just gotta keep up some results and uh, hopefully that take care, takes care of itself just in terms of qualifying for that, Peter, I saw, I I think you might have seen it as well, Aaron Edwards-Hill had an interesting tweet, he was congratulating you, but he th- mm. felt like there was a few names disappearing from that leaderboard. He felt mm. some of the top players that were pulling out. Bit of like, wagger, bit of wagger a, messing a going on. A bit of wagger messing. That <laughs> apparently yeah. you could pull out before 18 holes, then you could email wagger and say, can you take that off so I don't lose any points? Is that a thing, do you reckon? Well, do you know what, like, I... Number one, and this might sound bizarre to people, I don't check my wagger at all, ever. Um, I It has no relevance to me whatsoever. Like, it really doesn't. Um, so, yeah, I, I hear this stuff going on, um, whether it's true. I don't, I, I'm not I, well tuned into wagger to, I suppose, make an educated comment. But, look, if that's happening, I think it's ridiculous. I don't think... I, <laughs> If you if you play your golf, every that all takes care of itself. Like if you're going out there and you're worried about your wagger, like you might as well forget about it. That's that's my view on it. Like if it's like, you know, when I'm working with kids in Douglas, we have banned stable for mindset. They're all stroke play mindset. So it's like I'm two better, three better, or I have a shot on the next. That's not in our vocab. Like yeah. so, you know, if if you've got extra stuff in the back of your mind like that. How the hell are you supposed to progress as a player? So yeah, yeah, and it's, it's yeah, exactly. It's it, it, yeah, it's worked with the kids, the lads. It's worked with the kids. Like they're all, they're all becoming much better players because they're in a stroke play mindset the whole time. So irrespective or irrelevant of handicap, etc. Um, it's just golfing your ball in the in the fewest amount of shots. I think just it can't on, be more simpler than that. You know. On that though, a little bit off track. <laughs> what we're talking about on the how cool was it to play with one of your kids then from Douglas in the Monster Stroke play in that round? Seeing these guys the, coming through, the, the best, probably the best round or the best day I've had on the golf course this year. And he, he mightn't even know that, but like I've known Jack since he's ten, and you know he's going to kick ass for the next few years, no doubt about it. Like he's just got a, he has got an attitude. You know, that's just way beyond his years, and he's got a game to go with it. And you know, he is a—he is what I would call a killer, but he's a nice killer, which makes him even more dangerous. Yeah. Um, you seem like, to get more out of that. You seem to get as much out of that at, at your level uh, of game now than you do from your own game. Like you try, I you, do. Just, you loved it. I knew, I knew by listening yeah. to you, you loved it. 
I do, and I was delighted for him, and I was even delighted this week. Like he was, I think he was the youngest guy to finish in the in the people who made the cost. And I wasn't, I wasn't a bit surprised if Jack went out next year and won the East of Ireland. Like it would not surprise me in the least. He 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 just hits it with so much confidence. And you know, I, I played Barton Shield with him this year. Um, I've no doubt I could play inter provincials or home internationals with him. No problem. No problem. He's just he just hits it from A to B. It's 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 just the attitude. It's not like being on the golf course with a fifteen year old at all. Um, and can you get you know, your head I, around the fact that he looks <coughs> at you in the same way as you look at Foxy? I I can I suppose and and like the way I try to give back is to make myself as available as I possibly can to them. Like and and there's no barriers whatsoever. And and you know I they come into the gym in the golf club and. You know, we practice together and there's, a, there's an environment of, of, yeah, I get it. Like, they, I might be a role model to them. But, you know, at the end of the day, we're still all competitors. Like, so, you know, we've we've an awful lot of good young players um, coming through the golf club. But but I suppose the, the natural environment is that we're all there together. There's no kind of staggered system or any of that kind of stuff. But it, it's just for me to be there for them. Um, when they need me, I suppose. Uh, even like playing that monster stroke day day, like I, we, myself and Jack were just chatting about day to day stuff. Like I wasn't there as a mentor or anything to him. Like he was a competitor. We were playing against each other, and that kind of made it all a little bit nicer, you know. And just we're going back to the youth again, and we're we're nearly finished with these questions on you. But You're of right? all the years to have such a successful year, to be able to do it in a year where, you know, you've introduced a, a new member to your family and everything as well. You have your own kids and partner there as well. It's just, it's so, it means so much more to share it with family and looking back on these photos when you're older is going to be special. It is. It's lovely. And like, even, you know, I didn't see Alice now last night going to bed and this morning, like she was like, dad, dad, you won the cup again. And I said, I did love, you know, and, and then you're just carrying on with, with your day. Like, you know, um, she wants to do her thing and, you know, Billy's crawling around the ground and yeah, that's, <clears throat> it brings you, um, it brings you back fairly quickly. Um, it grounds you. It does. And it, it's the way I am anyway. I'm not a guy to go out and drink 10 pints after a win. I just never will do that. Like I had one beer last night because I was doing an online class this morning, but that's the way I like it. So, you know, my mind goes back to right. When's the next time I go up to see Foxy again and, you know, we just get building for the next one. So, um, it's it's yes, it's lovely and and the experience of winning and yeah, of course I'm on my phone watching the videos like who doesn't do that? Um, but again, you're just kind of I suppose confirming to myself watching my technique and watching how I looked and you know how how it how it looks to me. So um, no, it's that's that's the enjoyment I get out of it. So that's I suppose that's the way I will celebrate it. You know, well, I have to say technique. Now I was watching your videos last week online, Pete. And I tried pausing at the top for as long as you were, and there was no chance. I tell you, I, I missed the driving range in a few drives. I was hitting Keep at it. Keep at it. It's only taken me about four years to get it right. Keep at it. I think Lots it's wreck. It's only fair, Peter. So you're 40 next month in the golf yeah. and shape of your life. I have another Peter beside me who's 40, who's definitely not in the golf and shape of his life. But uh, You need no. to get on the Golf Strong program, Peter. Exactly. This is my moment. I was on you. it last year. This is the plug the there, business. You were, you were, you were, in fairness to you. 
how can people get involved in Golf Strong, I suppose, to sign it off? Like, you're still doing the classes midweek yeah, online. Yeah, the classes are going from strength to strength. So we've, we've got some new trainers coming in now. We started the Golf Strong Pilates last week. So um, we've got Trisha Murphy on the team now. So she's she's brilliant. But the class schedule is, is, is getting bigger all the time. And I've got new... Um, I've got a new club starting a golf strong gym in January, so it's going to be exciting. Um, so yeah, if you can get in touch or see anything on golfstrong.ie, or you can find me on all socials. Um, I'm quite active there, so um, yeah. And anyone wants to get in touch, just drop me a line. I genuinely think that's the closest to radio we've ever got. Legitimate radio, plugging a business like that. <laughs> there you go now. There you go. Yeah, we're on it. We're on it. Pedro, listen, thanks so much for your time. We no really brother, appreciate it. And, and fair play and all you've achieved this year. You really, it's such such a great year. And, and cheers for, for sharing that, that with us. No problem. Thanks a million, lads. Anytime. See you, Pedro. Thank you. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye. Nice little insight there. Yeah, unbelievable. I just, he felt like the winner from the outset like I said it to him there about the whole Kepka thing but he just he was like there. Was, I don't know if there was betting you said they do betting on amateur oh, yeah. events but like he should have been pre-tournament favourite oh, given yeah. his form oh yeah <laughs> yeah should have had a sneaky tenor um, he just always looked like the winner like even when he was struggling like, he's a gas man like he texts through his rounds he's on Twitter and stuff as casual as that and Lads saying, like, jeez, the wind's blowing today. Is anyone going to break par? And he's like, he no effing chance. He's writing <laughs> on it on Twitter. Um, but uh, he's just at a different level. He So the first day I was following him, he played, like, driving iron off every tee. He hits it so far, he doesn't need to hit anything else. He was leading, um, playing 16, has a really hard lip out for birdie. 17, he has, like, 60 degree in his hand, spins it off the front, makes bogey. And then on 18, he must have been frustrated, deviated from the plan, was always going to hit... Um, driving our place tree wood hits it into one of Ruddy's foxhole bunkers which are the deepest things I have ever seen in my life has to chip out backwards goes just short of that hazard on 18 which uh, <laughs> I, I didn't think was the best <laughs> place to hazard in the world and makes 6 but that was the only time he deviated from his plan all week apart from that just stayed patient and yeah he won yeah, and no, he's like we're we're so lucky to have someone like him at the top of his game and sort of leading us along in in amateur golf. Yeah, and he is unbelievable. Like as you you were saying to him there, like he's getting as much out of the mentoring side of it as he is the playing. Um, but I think it, like obviously as he says, Walker hopes miles away. But he would be a class addition. Like it would be nice to have a a senior statesman, so to speak, on a Walker Cup team. Keelan Rafferty was it. At 28, so... We used to do it a lot before. Like a Gary Wilson home and guys like that were like Walker Cup every year in their 40s. Career amateur. Career amateurs, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that kind of, that's what Pedro is. That's what he is. He's a career amateur at this stage, you know. You know, he's been to the pro ranks, came back. He's not going to go back. No, and I imagine like it, that's what's bringing out his best golf as well. Like he's played under the stress of like, I'm losing my absolute bollocks here. Um, yeah. In the amateur game, it's just, it's so much more relaxed. Yesterday was... Everyone just seemed chilled out walking the park. Even in fairness, your man Gerhards, and he was the most laid back. When I heard he was nineteen, I was like, "Holy shit, how are you nineteen? Cedric, oh, he Cedric, at that. Oh, that was so bad. Yeah. He, he did that on purpose. He outed himself in the speech, though. No one knew that. Like, I didn't even hear them talking to each other on the way around. But, yeah, uh, yeah, no, that was brutally honest by him. But uh, it was, yeah, it was brilliant. I'd encourage anyone who hasn't seen the European club to go down there. Um. So I wrote an article on Friday, like I brought dad down for a spin. And bring your dad to work day. Bring, bring your dad to work day. And I thought, like, 
how do you, like it was a tough walk for dad um but like it's an easier walk in the fairway we're up in that high dunes and all the rest of it um anyway and i uh, yeah i was a, a bit critical of that water hazard um shy of the 18 green and then thinking no one's no one's got to read my article or whatever then sunday walk in pat ruddy it's where he was waiting for me in a buggy i did like i didn't know pat ruddy would know my name i said like, what's this i hear about some man dying on my golf course on friday <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh, what yeah you can't be writing that and he was all hurt about knowledge like oh I'm really like it was the first time i was like geez my words actually have consequence here i can't be slagging lads <laughs> off or i'll be killed and then I was, he was like yeah he was giving me a bit of stick or whatever and I, I was like, did you read it? And he was like, no, someone someone read it to me. So like Snoop Dogg getting someone to roll his joints for him, Pat Ruddy as a reader. I thought that was gas. <laughs> oh, he's going to love that one if <laughs> he ever gets put that. Snoop Dogg. As, as you say, he's the godfather of Irish golf. But no, like, what a golf course. Like, you, you've played it. I've never played it. I would love to play it. I said the other day that it was the first time I wasn't jealous of lads playing golf and I was walking around. But, like, that's off those back sticks in wind. Like, oh, it, I don't know how the amateurs do it and you can see in the score and if the cut mark after 36 holes like you're making it at 17 over like it's wild yeah um, but yeah they're like unbelievable place really handy spin from Dublin down there in 45 minutes job done and just the last thing I'd say on that is so it got a bit of a, a decent crowd like a, a good following on the Sunday like Friday was so quiet I just think like next year if people are like mad into their golf and have some spare time, whatever. These top class Irish amateur events, free in, obviously, access is unbelievable. You're walking the fairways with the players, they hit it as good as any of the pros. Like, could not recommend going to these events anymore. It's just class. Even from our point of view, looking at like the coverage levels that we give it, obviously, and we're giving it now, you know, we're, we're waxing lyrical about the Irish amateur and Peter O'Keefe. 12 hours after Rory McIlroy's one on the PGA Tour. Who? <laughs> we'll get to that. Welcome to the big time. Uh, no, we'll get to that in a minute. But yeah, no, it, it, it's unbelievable the access you get and the level of golf. Like, these guys were proper players. Yeah. Oh, they are. They're absolutely brilliant. And running um, alongside it as well. Like, we're not going to have time to give this the same level of coverage we did on the website. But um, the Irish Women and Girls Amateur was on. Not an Irish winner, so we're not going to give it as big a play, but Charlotte Pack from Germany won um, three-shot win, 10 under par, really good scoring. Beck Coulter, though, special mention to her, Kirkenstown Castle. Um, she was second, or tied second at seven under. She's unreal. Like, I've got to see her live a couple of times now. Um, like, such a, like, plucky, kind of tenacious player. She's really small, hits at miles. Like, she's going to fill out, like, she's still only a teen think she's gone to Arizona State, up to her um, career high, 139th in the World Amateur Rankings. She was second at the Girls Amateur this year. Like, to convey about the women coming out of Ireland playing golf now is unbelievable. Like, it's it's better than the men, in my opinion, at that particular level. Um, and, yeah, like, it's it just, we're just going to get used to seeing, like, the tricolors and Irish flags. And, and, yeah, all and over just, the LPGA Tour. Exactly. That's no, it. Be, that's careful. be careful on the old flag reference in there. I know, yeah. Well, ah, whichever one, you know. <laughs> Rory's flag is my flag too. Anyway, yeah, that's a nice little <laughs> intro into the big time. Where, where, where do we start with Rory McIlroy? Sure, who saw it? Where uh, do we start? I told you. That's what I'll start. <laughs> I think we both, we called it that he's going to relax towards the end of the year. Winter, man. Yeah. Yeah, I know. He always clicks at the end of the season. Always. like, Well, do you know what? I'll put it in. He always clicks at the end of the season, except the season that they put the Masters at the end of the season. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say they could flip Imagine it, but then if they he did, did this, this yeah. time last year. 
Perfect timing, the wouldn't absolute it Absolute perfect timing. Two weeks before the Masters going to kick off and you're just going, oh my God, this is going to happen. Nope. <laughs> that And that's why, like... I am and it's the anomaly jumping up and down about back row. You could just oh no, I'm lapping. No, I'm on the bandwagon now. The the Venga bus is full now. I'm on it. That's it. Well, I'm all about like let's hype up the Grand Slam again and like do this whole thing and let's be Bill Murray waking up to the alarm clock every morning and ground for five day. months. Yeah, exactly. It's got to be a long running. But yeah, I don't know. Like how much I think. First of all, brilliant. Twenty PGA Tour wins. 32 years old. Mickelson hadn't even won a major at this stage with McIlroy. I think same amount of tour wins McIlroy has four majors on Mickelson. Like, he still legitimately could be a a double-digit major career player. When he comes out in his pre-tournament press conference and he starts talking about winning again and when I'm on my game, I feel I'm the best player in the world. I love hearing that stuff off Rory McIlroy. I absolutely love. Because you know there's no bullshit. You know, he's actually stripping him. And I know you said you loved hearing him talking about, like... Just this sort of fake level of mm. um, talking about being grounded around this and perspective on that. And he's just throwing it all out the window and just li- listen, honesty, this is the way it is. Yeah, as he said, like that's to soften the blow, he'd use this r- perspective. So yeah, the genesis of this win, Ryder Cup, tearjerker. Like he plays unbelievable on the Sunday, comes out balling. Clearly golf means a lot more to him than he lets on. Then he actually says pre-turning to this, Golf means a lot more to me than I let on. Like, uh, yeah. I have a great life, but it annoys me that I'm not the best player in the world. Like, I'd he has that in him. It has to. Yeah, it has to. And I, then, oh, I'm excited. I am and then, excited. Yeah, and then post-tournament this week, I've been trying to be someone else. Me is good enough. Now, a lot of rumour on that is, like, is Michael Bannon back in? Is the old Rory McIlroy way Bannon down? was ever gone, but yeah. Or, I, yeah, Bannon was never gone. But now, like, I saw Noel laying up and a few different people, Joe Malloy off the ball and all reporting that it's just Bannon now. I don't know where they're getting that because pre-tournament Rory said the work with Cowan's going well. Still. I think he'll always have a little bit of a hand from Pete and, like, he's doing stuff with Butch and bits as well. Like, he's always has little, little bits, but Bannon, I think, yeah, is more to the fore now. Yeah. The, like, the only reason I temper it is because... That golf course was shite. The bit we saw of it, like it was a pure American cigar puff and stick a cooler of beers into the carts and drive around and have a good time. Like it's not a professional golf course. Like 25 under at a canter. Lads shooting ah, yeah. 61. Now, obviously winning is hard. It's a proper field. I know yeah. it's October, nearly November, but it's not. He's, you know, one thing that really impressed me was the way he got it done. So, you know, you're going your way through, you're going through the motions. He's a few shots back going into the final round. He stood on Rory, or he stood on Ricky. On Ricky, yeah. He absolutely stood on him, and Ricky didn't have an answer. And the thing that I liked the most about what I seen about Rory last night was his confidence with his wedges, his approach play, his pu- he hold puts when he needed to hold putts. The his putter was unbelievable. F- he, his putter won in the tournament. Like, and, and, and when do you say that about Rory McIlroy? Yeah. Why is it October, November? Why can't it not be March? Well, I just think that's the thing, though. Like I said, I think he'd won this without his A game. The first couple of rounds, there was a stat, like off the tee, was first bloody Putney was first. And on when a, did he, stats and approach, he was like 74th out of 78. Yeah, so but like then he turned that around. When come. have you seen... Rory McIlroy string four rounds together. Even in his win last year, he didn't string mm. four rounds together. Or two bogeyless rounds. He said that was very and Saturday important. and Sunday. Yeah. Or Friday and Saturday, I think. Friday, Saturday. But, like, but yeah, just doing that. Like, he all he's a double bogey king out of nowhere. Like, 62, 66 at the weekend. Like, that is... 
Yeah, against to, yeah, that. This is it. Like this is again, the, like to how unfair we are on Rory McIlroy because any other Irish player does this and like we're having a parade. Oh we're yeah, gonna yeah. Go mad. Open like, top Rory horses. does it. It's like ah, but like is he back? Like he's just judged on a different level altogether. But yeah, it it is exciting. But he's back do you know to what I love about it? World. Yeah. We judge him. We talk about this, and I love what I loved about his press conference. He judges himself the same. Yeah, exactly. He, he he looks at himself and he's disappointed. Like there's a man with twenty PGA Tour wins, four yeah. majors, and he's disappointed. Yeah, exactly. Nothing that we say or anyone says. Like he wouldn't really disagree with it. He'd be his own worst critic, as most of them are, I guess, at that level. Yeah, I have to shout out my brother. He went to I don't know when it was about eight years ago or something. Ricky Fowler, Rory McIlroy, down the stretch. Billy was living over in Abu Dhabi, and he went out to watch some final round. And like early in the round, I think Rory made a birdie or something. Ricky did whatever, made par or bogey. But Rory like kind of just walked in front of Ricky, like the chest out, like bloated, like a puffer fish, like so just like I'm the killer here. Ricky was like withering in his shadow. Yeah. And I remember my brother messaging me being like, you know that Ricky Fowler lad? He's never going to win a major. Yeah. I just watched him <laughs> absolutely get trounced on by an apex predator. And he's right. And last night again, like Ricky had a three shot lead. I don't know where Ricky Fowler's game is. Good to see him back ah, in yeah. the reckoning. No, but Rory was in the killers. But, yeah, Rory was he the man. Just, I think it was the 11th hole when they had like two or three shot swing, like birdie, double bogey. That yeah. was it. And Rory just kicks on. Yeah, when, Ricky like, had a horror tree put like ah, he did. 16 feet or something. That's Ricky does what Ricky does, you know. <laughs> Ricky, <laughs> Ricky, Ricky reverted to typeset last night, whereas Rory did something that we haven't seen in a while. Yeah, yeah, so, in a while, exactly. But so many more gears to go for Rory. But no, it's brilliant, brilliant. Sure, it'd be world number one by the end of the year. I can't see any reason why he won't. You know, DJ's off the face of the planet. John Ram, sure, I don't know. He went into piss and probably got Spain the weekend. Yeah. He's COVID ridden. Yeah. He's going for a hat trick. <laughs> I know no one. I know no one that's gone that's got the COVID hat trick yet. Oh, stop. No. Rambo's the first. Every um, chance. But they're all it's mad, isn't it? Like we're talking about all these like I don't know, but whatever Porrick Harrington's done to these lads, it's taken two weeks. Fitzy's won in Spain as well. Like we're peaking two weeks too late for the Ryder Cup. Unbelievable, yeah. They were all playing well. Hovland was playing well. Fleetwood. Yeah, I didn't Hatton know. was up there. He'd be pulling his hair out of Harrington, wondering what happened. Um, yeah, that's it. it is a shame. We'll have to wait a couple of years for that. But, um, nah, it's good to see. Like, they're lads that you want. Fair play that, yeah, Matt Fitzpatrick. We can talk a little bit about that as well. Like, I don't know what you make of Valderrama. Talk about two different golf courses. That summer course in Las Vegas compared to Valderrama. Oh, like you could, like it's different sports. Do you know what Valderrama, and it's it, it's actually a timely week to say it. Valderrama is the Spanish version of the European Club. Yeah, that's it a good one. Absolutely murders you. Yeah, it's just it it is it is a tough tough place to play golf, and if you're a little bit offline, you're maximum punishment. There you go. Because like all the players I saw in the press conferences before the tournament were saying, um, it like the Valderrama is. Europe's Augusta National Well I think yeah Europe's Or Spain's European club Well done Pete. Exactly. That's there a good go. reference There we go But um Pat Ruddy won't like you saying It murders people though. No but it that. does It does It That's literally something. does Like I, like I, I th- You never come away Like I put the European Up there with Royal County down You never come away Without the course Laying a glove on you Yeah Course just It pummels you There's a 130 yard green On that course Yeah no it's proper And there's a bunker In the middle of one of them as well There's some wild stuff Going on Yeah Um, Yeah I saw Alan Hill actually I probably shouldn't even say this But that green I don't know Was it 13 maybe On the European club And the bunker's kind of In the middle 
but there's like a bit of fringe grass there and like the green wraps around it left like a donut or something. He he chipped from one side over the bucket to the other, like green to green. And I saw it like afterwards he was like working hard to repair whatever he done to yeah. the green. Like you could tell he was nervous. The golf hard and lads were over as well, like making sure everything was okay. I actually seen one of the videos that we posted on our Instagram feed yesterday. I think it was on the thirteen T box of uh, Cedric hit a drive. Yeah. And um Peter was on like the right hand side and he dragged his trolley straight across the uh Dragged his trolley straight across T-Box and lads and just Pat Rudy won't be happy with that. Just, that, <laughs> that man's going to get an awful hide when he comes in. If Rudy catches him going with his trolley on the T-Boxes again, he get a rap in the ear. He's like, guys, I'm sure he had the walking stick out and he said, Craven, if I could put a poison dart in the end of this, I would now. <laughs> you, you wouldn't be leaving here today. Uh, but yeah, no, it was uh, an experience. Anyway, I keep going back to it. Just, it just doesn't feel like watching that, or watching whatever bit of the PGA Tour that they showed, it just didn't feel like golf at all like it's just too easy for those PGA pros limited field everyone's banking cash just no imagination didn't enjoy it I loved it I thought it was good the little bit I seen of it see. just because Rory won <laughs> just like well yeah just the fact Rory won that's great and it is a bit of perspective to use the Rory McIlroy term whatever like I saw a lot of um, LPGA commentators and stuff saying like oh you, what, you can't watch the first two hours of the last group welcome to our world yeah, this yeah. is every week <laughs> Um, so no, the coverage yeah. was septic. Ah, absolutely. And you know what else is terrible about the coverage? The like refusal to criticize anything or anyone. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, Ricky Fowler was called a chicken at some stage for not going for a drivable green, and then like twenty minutes later, it was clear that the producer was like, "You can't call one of our like products a, a chicken." Yeah. So you there was apologies the whole time. Phil Mickelson's son, a chicken. Unreal. And there, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then the, I think it was Sanjay him or someone that did you see that with the putting rule like the ball was hanging over the edge and for about 27 seconds they timed it, even though you're only allowed 10 seconds clearly people know that's the rule it was like and a again, double horseshoe yeah and they won't ref- like yeah it yeah. was double it's horseshoe then it, it, round yeah. round. it was, it was <laughs> like one of those things that you put the coin in when you're a kid and it just keeps spinning round and round exactly. and round. it gets the hole at the bottom it was like is this thing gonna fall or not exactly. when's it get to the bottom that's like the end of inception yeah. with the spinning top as well yeah um, God, we're gone off track altogether. That's ah, all good. Um, but no, Rory, brilliant. Great weekend for Irish girls. So we talked about the amateur. John Murphy again. Ah, stop. That man is a machine. Like, I was looking at there, like, his last 12 rounds, right? I think he's 53 under par for his last 20 rounds, right? But his last 12 rounds. 69, 69, 67, 71, 68, 68, 69, 68, 67, 67, 67, 67. Like, it is outrageous. Like, what? what? Like, how do you? That is unbelievable. Oh, that's like four man in Europe stuff. Never mind, like, challenge tour or four man the world. Who knows? Nice week from 11,000 banked up 19 place on road to Mallorca. So, as far as I know. Sorry there, we're smashing glasses in the background. As far as I know, it's top 70 get Category 10 status next year for the Challenge Tour. So no tour, tour school this year. Like, John Murphy is absolutely hitting the ground running and taking advantage of every invite he gets, which is so rare. Like, this is where I feel like so many of these players just fall into an abyss, a black hole of nothingness. Like, they don't have their best stuff when they go out on tour, and that's the end. Total opposite for John Murphy. He is killing it. Yeah, no, and the thing about him is, and the same thing again, and we've referred to it over and over and over, especially talking about John Murphy, he's doing this on Sundays on back nines. 
Yeah. Like, he's just not holding off. The fo- the closer he gets to the end of a tournament, the more he puts the foot in the gas. No, it's brilliant. Tied third this week. He had an eight. Um, yeah. Treble bug eight. You see that? His scorecard, all threes and fours, baron eight. Baron eight, yeah. Take the eight out and he wins the tournament. Yeah. Wins no. by a shot. Simple as that. Lessons learned. But no, again, it, like he, I don't know if he would have been in next week, but now he is. Yeah. Like, simple as that. Like, he's making his own luck, taking advantage of invites, and fair bloody play to him. Challenge towards back early this week as well for anyone wanting to follow John starts tomorrow same venue so yeah an odd start date and so the target would be like in a dream world he'll get top 45 and then get into the grand final and maximise the status and all for next season but I'm sure like given how few starts he's had he'd more than happily take top 70 if he could get big it. time big time um, but yeah not a good kind of keep rolling for him um, just elsewhere Harrington uh, I thought he was going to have he a mark to the to title oh, He did after a couple of rounds there He was three shots off the lead um, But yeah, finished 18 Only shot level part last day Darren Clark's going to be the only man Not that we have many options But like top 72 go into the playoffs Clark's in ninth on that Charles Schwab money list Something like $1.7 million Clark's made this year It's just not bad Just give it to Bernard Langer again Even if he doesn't Ex- show up Exactly just like, Yeah, there you go Bernard I know, that's what your man Lee Jansen won. He beat Jimenez in the playoff. Um, and he was really emotional after it. He was like, it's easy for someone like Bernard Langer. He's just like a machine. And like, I'm not used to this. Um, so yeah, it was quality. Um, but yeah, so good week. It's still a good week for Harrington. It's his best over 50s finish, I guess. Yeah. If you want to look at it that way. Keep it going, rookie. Keep it going. <laughs> if we go, kid, you got potential. <laughs> you got potential. Yeah, exactly. But um, yeah, like there's not much else. You know, we've got into a lot of stuff there. Yeah, exactly. No, um, yeah, shop local. That'd be my message. Shop local. <laughs> shop local. Go to these <laughs> Irish hours. It's unbelievable. Um, heroes and villains. Do we have here? Well, there's only one hero this week. It's the King of Ireland. It's Peter O'Keefe. Hundred percent. Where is he keeping the trophies? Yeah, he, I'd say he's wow. melted them down at this stage. <laughs> <laughs> Sell them for parts. I saw Justin Rose's an unbelievable. Uh, oh yeah. Set of just yeah. see that. Like yeah. It's like of one of those trophies. IKEA cubes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Except they're all yeah. different shapes. Uh unreal. Yeah, he should get that in his uh, golf strong shop there at Douglas. It'd be class looking. Um, um, no, I don't really have um, heroes and villains. We kind of touched on a few ranty things at all. Probably should mention the. Um, Phil Mickelson Stupid is a stupid does Quote about Forrest Gump Just the whole USGA um, RNA Bringing in the 46 inch limit On driver length Mickelson not happy He used like a Was it a 48 and a half Or 49 yeah, yeah. inch driver When he won the PGA Clearly has his His own reasons For saying that McElroy Like Mickelson was saying We weren't even consulted About this McElroy's on the Players advisory council Says well we decided on it So you're <laughs> obviously Not part of the club Anymore Phil um, but it's a good rule. A lot of people giving out that it doesn't extend to putters is the only thing. Um, yeah, it might have been a bit more legitimate if they had just done a blanket rule for golf clubs. But yeah, Mickelson would be the with a villain, but I, I saw Phil I'm only clutching the straws with him yeah. this week, to be honest. No, I think that's it for the week. I think we're it's a good a good news week for Irish golf. Very good news week. No, it's good to be back in the saddle. We missed a couple of weeks there, but just all go it's all go all systems go here at Irish Golf right well cheers to you guys for tuning in and we'll be back again next week uh, back in the saddle again so for me Pete and from John 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 Craven (laughs) (laughs) cheers for tuning in guys and we'll chat to you again next week alright bye for now